Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. Put your hands together. Welcome with me, Pastor Anthony, as he comes and shares the word. Come on. Man, Pastor Dan gets me pumped up. Does he get you pumped up? I mean, that'll preach right there. That'll preach. Um, you, you guys can go ahead and take your seats. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I love, I love my pastor. Um, thank you very much, P, for the opportunity to, to close out. I'm excited to close uh, the year out with you. The final Sunday of 2017. Come on, we're, we're just mere hours away from transitioning and changing into a brand new year. And uh, I believe that um, it's going to be a fantastic year. I, I love what Pastor Dan said about exceeding and, um, and just God doing something fantastic in your life. I believe that, um, I believe that there's some songs that are going to be sung that haven't been sung yet. I believe that there's going to be some things that you do that you never thought that you could do that you're going to do. I believe that there's going to be some blessings that are going to unfold in your life. And there's going to be an exceeding blessing. An exceeding blessing doesn't just take care of you. It takes care of those close to you, next to you. You're going to be able to send somebody to college. Somebody, somebody's going to be so blessed in their business that you're going to be able to, to come into agreement with some young man or some young woman. And you're going to say, you know what? I'm going to pay for your college. Your college is taken care of. There, there's that kind of blessing. There's new cars coming your way. There's new businesses coming your way. There's new opportunities coming your way way. I believe that there's things that are going to happen. Just like Pastor Dan said, it's going to be exceeding. It's going to just blow your mind away. So I'm excited. I'm excited about getting ready to uh, walk into this new year. Have you ever been to Disneyland? Anybody been to Disneyland? There's a certain feeling that you get when you're walking that big courtyard on your way to the gate. You get kind of excited. And I don't care how old you are. I've seen grown men get like little kids. And it seems like this is the time of year where grown Christians get like little kids because they're excited. They, they feel something. God, God begins to put something in your spirit. I feel like at this time of year, is, 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 I feel like my heart is more open at this time of year than at any other time. Because God designs it that way. I'm going to share two scriptures with you this morning. And I'm going to use this as a springboard. Homiletically, it's not going to make sense. I'm just going to let you know now. I, I had a great uh, 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 teacher uh, who taught me how to preach, Pastor, Pastor Tanyon and, and Pastor Dan, and both homo, homiletically correct preachers. But today, this is not going to make sense at first, okay? But we're going to bring it all together, and we're going to extract some things out of this. Would you open up with me? How many of you have your Bibles? Matthew chapter uh, 17. If you don't have a Bible, borrow the person next to you. Steal one from Walmart. 
Um, no, I'm just playing with you. Or look up on the screen. How's that? That's safe. That's keeping it safe. Amen. This is a story about Jesus and the disciples, and it was tax time. And when it was tax time, the tax collectors came to collect the tax, and they talked to Peter, and they asked Peter, does Jesus pay the temple tax? Peter says, Jesus pays his taxes. How many of you pay your taxes? Amen. Keep paying them. Right away, the Bible says that, Jesus, that Peter went to go talk to Jesus. And as he, before he talks to Jesus, Jesus begins to give him the answer. And I think the question that he was going to ask is, Jesus, the tax man is here. Where's the money? And so Jesus begins to give him the answer before he asks the question because Jesus operates like that. And the latter part of the answer is what we're going to look at here. Matthew chapter 17, verse 27. It says, so go to the lake and fish. How many fishermen do we have here? Any fishermen? Do you catch anything? It's one thing to say you're a fisherman. Do you catch? How many catch something? You catch something. How many get skunked? I get skunked. I don't catch anything. I caught a boot. I'm just playing with you. So go to the lake and fish. It it just doesn't make sense, right? He's looking for money for the tax. And and Jesus says, go fish. It's kind of like that Geico commercial where you have a problem and they say, well, you can save money with Geico. It's like, what? Peter's in this kind of predicament here. So go to the lake and fish. And after you catch the first fish, open its mouth and you will find a coin. Take that coin and give it to the tax collectors for you and me. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 11, says, Don't waste your time on useless work, mere busy work. The barren pursuits of darkness. Expose these things for the sham they are. It's a scandal. And when people waste their lives on things they must do in the darkness where no one will see, rip the covers off those frauds and see how attractively they look in the light of Christ. Listen to this. Wake up from your sleep. Hit your neighbor next to you and say, wake up. Climb out of your coffins. Christ will show you the light. So watch your step. Use your head. Make the most of every chance you get. I want to speak to you on the subject of step. Because your next one is the most important. Some of you are getting ready to take a new step into 2018. You're going to take some steps that you never thought you were going to take. You're going to get to a place where when you get there, you're going to be blown away. I believe that you're going to look at yourself in the mirror at the end of next year, at this time, and you're not going to recognize yourself. You're going to see God's glory radiating through your lives. You're going to experience the blessings of God. You're going to see some things happen that you never saw 
before. It's all in the step. Would you pray with me this morning? Father, we come before you. We thank you, God, for this opportunity, for this opportunity in this time, in this time of this world, in this time of humanity. God, it's a critical time. It is so critical. Lord, help us, God, to dream again. Help us, God, to have vision again. Help us, God, take the opportunity to live our lives, God, for you. In Jesus' name, amen. God is good. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. I know that's, that's a common thing we say, right? God is good all the time. So Peter, I'm going to jump right into this because we don't have much time. Peter asked Jesus, or before he asked Jesus anything, Jesus gives him the answer, and he says, I want you to go fish. And he says, I want you to go fish. You're going to catch a fish, and the fish is going to have a coin in its mouth, and you're going to go and take care of the taxes. My, my, my assignment is not on the fishing or the taxes. My assignment here is on being in the right place at the right time. I mean, it, this is a thing that blows me away. Peter's a fisherman. He knows how to fish. He knows the lake, where to go fish. He, know what's, he knows what's biting, Chacho. You know what's biting at the lakes. He knows what kind of lure to use in certain places. But Jesus doesn't say, I want you to go and catch a trout. Jesus doesn't say, I want, I don't, I want you to go and, and catch a bass. He doesn't say anything like that. He says, listen, I want you to go and you're going to catch a fish, and that fish is going to have a coin in its mouth. What kind of lure do you use to catch a fish with a coin in its mouth? Where do you go and fish for a coin uh, that's in the fish's mouth? I mean, where do you go? Any of you fishermen have an idea? Peter has no idea. God is asking him to do something that he's never done before. He's asking him to fish for something that he's never fished before. So he shows up, he catches a fish, the fish has a coin in its mouth. Now, when I think about this story, I think about this very question. Or before I say the question, let me say this. Obviously, God put the coin in the fish's mouth. So why didn't God just put the fish or the coin in Peter's hand. There's a principle there. Peter had to have some action to the voice of God. He had to do something. He had to go and get his pole and get his line and dig in the ground and get some lures and go and walk and go and get ready And then he had to cast out into the water. There had to be some action. In other words, Jesus was telling Peter, Peter, what you are asking for, what you need right now, the thing that you are pursuing is not here. You've got to go over there. And I'm wondering right now, how many people, God is saying this very same thing to you. What you are looking for, what you're trying to achieve, what you're trying to see in 2017, 
17 is no longer in 2017. It's in 2018. It's going to happen next year. What is it that you have to leave behind? What is God saying to you that's saying, you know what? You can't stay here any longer. You're boxed in. You've overgrown your space. You've got to get out and you've got to go to a new place. You've got to get to a next level. You can't stay the same. What thinking is he trying to get you out of? What is he trying to get you to believe in? What is he telling you? Then saying, you can't stay here anymore. What you're asking for is not here anymore. What you're looking for is not here. What you're pursuing is not here. He's telling Peter, Peter, I have a place that you need to be at. And not only do you have to be there, you have to be there at the right time. How many of you know that you got a place? How many of you know that you have a place of anointing that only you can walk out? How many of you know that there's a blessing with your name on it? How many of you know that there's a promise with your name on it? How many of you know that there are abilities, there are talents, there are giftings, there's a purpose on your life that only you can live? Nobody else can live that for you. And you've got one shot at life. There's a place for you. There's a place for you to show up. And there's a place for you to show up at just the right time. My first point here is purpose has a place. See, God has a plan, and God wraps that plan in something called a purpose. And then he deposited it into man, and he calls it purpose. God gives you a place. Purpose has a place. The first part of, ch- of Peter's challenges, challenge here is to be at the right place. And then he says, you know what, and you're going to fish. And the very first fish you catch is going to have a coin in its mouth. I mean, you talk about perfect timing. You talk about being at the right place at the right time. I don't know how many times I've been fishing and caught nothing. But this guy shows up to find a fish that can pay off the taxes. That's a miracle. That's crazy. The second point that I wanted to make really quickly here is purpose has a pace. Purpose has a place and purpose has a pace. God spoke to Peter and Peter had to move. He had to get ready. He had to prepare his line. He had to to, to make sure that the hook was set. He had to make sure that he was in the right place, but not only at the right place, but there at the right time. There is a timing to purpose. There is a timing from glory to glory. There is a timing for everything under the sun. Isn't that what the Bible says in the book of Ecclesiastes? Timing of purpose usually looks like this. It usually looks like this. Preparation, struggle, persistence, process, pain, faith, growth. But ultimately, here's what purpose looks like. Maturity. The pace of purpose looks like maturity. The barometer of purpose or the barometer of pace is look, it looks like maturity. And there are some people that want to do so many things. They want to see God do so many things in their lives. They expect God to do some remarkable things in their life, but they don't have 
the maturity to be able to keep them where God wants to take them. God's not going to give you a Ferrari in the spirit if all you have the ability to do is ride a tricycle. Amen? So purpose has a pace. There is some maturity that has to happen. There is some growth that needs to happen. There is some spiritual bulk that needs to happen. There is some some anointing that you need to grow into. There is some thick skin that needs to develop. Let me just encourage you, for those of you that are getting ready to step into something brand new, just grow up. I'm not calling you a little kid. I'm just saying grow. Let God grow you. Let God grow you. How do you grow muscles? How do you grow muscles in the gym? You got to go and you got to work out. You don't show up to 24 hours. I want muscles. Walk out and you're buff. It just doesn't happen that way. It doesn't happen that way. And yet sometimes in life, God, we want the muscles we want, we want the blessings. You know what? You, you, your muscles can't handle the blessings of God. God has a blessing so intense for your life that it is designed to exceed what you can carry. Come on, somebody. We got to understand that purpose has a pace. Peter's in the right place. He's there at the right time. So he casts his line out. The first thing he catches has the prize. In its mouth. The third point I want to make here really quickly is that purpose has a prize. A heaven-filled life is a reality. Some of you have seen nothing but hell and heartbreak in 2017. And for you to hear this word about God having a plan and a purpose for your life, for some of you, it's just going right over your head. Because 2017 has been full of heartbreak and full of hurt. But I'm here to tell you this morning that purpose has a prize. And that heaven, a heaven-filled life, a life that brings heaven down to earth, is a reality. A heaven-filled marriage is a reality. A heaven-filled home is a reality. A heaven-filled career, a heaven-filled dream, a heaven-filled vision, heavenly-filled children, heavenly-filled dogs is a reality. There is such a place as a kingdom and heavenly atmosphere that can destroy all other atmospheres. That means that when you show up into that business and the business is falling apart, that you have the ability to walk in with your anointing and to walk in with the Spirit of God and to walk in with your vision and begin to transform the environment. It is a reality. This is not a fairy tale. Every time Jesus showed up to a negative situation, it changed. Every time he opened up his mouth and he declared something, something shook and something had to happen. He messed up every single funeral. He messed up every single time that there was somebody that was sick and dying. He got them right. 
A heavenly filled mind is a reality. Peace in your mind. Wholeness in your mind. A heart filled with hope. You smile again. You have joy again. You having a pep in your step. A passion about life. An encouraging spirit. Oh, come on, somebody. Somebody's missing this. Heaven is a reality. It's a reality. It's not fake. When you get to that place, there is a fulfillment in your life. You begin to understand that you are part of a bigger picture that you could never even dream or imagine. You begin to look at, but I've been here and and I've done this and people have done this to me. But that doesn't matter anymore. The failures of yesterday don't matter anymore. The heartbreak of yesterday doesn't matter. Where you slipped up, where you fouled up, where you messed up, where somebody has marginalized you, it doesn't matter anymore. You realize that there is a bigger picture, a bigger plan unfolding. There is something that is real about your life. You matter. You count. You're valuable. This is what God does. He orchestrates something called purpose. And purpose has a prize. Your relationships are real. Your emotions are healed. Your mind is whole. You walk in peace. You demonstrate heaven. You know that heaven is not just supposed to be talked about. Heaven is supposed to be demonstrated. You bring life to a dying world, a hopeless world, a world that is in desperate times. Mark chapter 16, verse 20 20 says this. Then the master Jesus, after briefing, briefing them, was taken up to heaven. And he sat down beside God in the place of honor. And the disciples went everywhere preaching. The master working right with them. And then it says this, validating the message with indisputable evidence. I believe that this is the year and these are the people. And now is the time for indisputable evidence of God's blessing, of God's purpose, of God's design for your life. Indisputable. What does that mean? That means that somebody, even the haters are saying, I believe. That's, that, that's the point where, where people say, wait, wait, that, that was, that's you? Wait a minute, that, that's, that's your Audi? Wait, wait a minute, what are you doing? Wait, wait, wait a minute, you had cancer and now God healed you? Wait a minute, your marriage was on the rocks and, and, and you guys are back together now? And she's pregnant? I mean, come on, that, that, this, is, this is indisputable evidence. That's just this small talk and everything like that, but I believe it's going to happen. I believe that now is the time of indisputable evidence. I believe that now is the time that heaven is demonstrated through every single heart and every single home and every single individual that's here. How many want to see the evidence? That place always reveals God's glory. See, Peter had a place, and he had to be there at the right time to receive the prize. Ultimately, what the prize does is it reveals the glory of God. It brings heaven down to earth. 
You walk into hospital rooms and all of a sudden patients start walking out. You, you, you hear, you walk past a hospital room where somebody is just flatlined and all of a sudden you hear boop, boop, boop. God begins to do something in your life that is so powerful and so remarkable that you could never even imagine that it could happen. There is a place for you. How do we get there? How do we get there at the right place at the right time? Because and the reason why why I say this is because there's a there's many people who can who who go. We all have 365 days in a year, but some people live more in a year than others. They, what, what am I trying to say? That there are many people that have more year than they have purpose. And I believe that you got to flip that round and have more purpose than you have year realizing, you know what, what am I doing? Am am I wasting my life away? I've got one shot at life. One shot at life. It's too too short for me to live bitter. It's too short for me to be upset. It's too short for me to be angry all the time. It's it's too short for me to, to, to continue to live where I'm at, feeling like I'm going around in circles. You see, there are people that live more in one year than another. It all depends on purpose. I want to have more purpose than I have year. You know, one of the things that, that, um, that you will encounter hanging around my wife is that her phone will go off at certain times of the day. And every single time it goes off, it's usually about somebody or something that she's praying about. What am I trying to say? Check this out really quickly here. Our scripture, Ephesians chapter 5. How do we get to that place? The Bible says, don't waste your time on useless work, mere busy work, the barren pursuits of darkness, yada, 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 yada. I'm just going to skip down. Listen to this. Wake up from your sleep. Climb out of your coffins. Christ will show you the light. And then he says this, watch your step. Every single time I hear my wife's phone go off, I realize this is where this sermon came from. She's watching her step. Notice the Bible doesn't say steps. Too many of people are living 15 steps from where they're at or 15 steps back. What if we just broke down things to one simple principle, the principle of the step? What Ephesians here is talking about, it's talking about life. It's talking about the time that you have. It's talking about opportunity. And it's literally saying, redeem the time. Get the most out of this time. Get the most out of 2018 that you can get. Get the most out of the time that you have here on earth. Redeem the time. Take care of the time. Value the time. Watch your step. He doesn't say steps. He He breaks it down. Look at the next step. Your next step is your most important step. You have a place 
You have a time. Check this out. God sees my ways and counts every step I take. That's Job 31, 4. Psalm 37, verse 23 says this. It says, when people's steps follow the Lord, God is pleased with their ways. The key is in the step. Do me a favor. Go and look up scriptures on step or steps. And you'll see how many times God is in the picture of the step. The step is important. Your next step is important. The next step, whatever you're planning, make sure that it is a step focused and dedicated and synchronized with the Spirit of God. Whatever it is that you are designing or dreaming about or whatever you've written about, you better make sure that that next step has God all in it. Four steps getting to the place really quickly here. Number one is the step of being all in. Being all in means being all out of something else. It's kind of hard to have to, to, to being all in with God and being all in at the club at the same time. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It, it's it's kind of hard to be all in with God and being all in in that negative relationship. It's kind of hard to being all in with something that is sinful and being all in with God at the same time. Okay, I'm just saying. If we're going to be all in with God, that means you're all out of something else. A yes to one thing is a no to another. A yes to an, a, 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 a door that is open that you walk through, you are closing the door on the other side. And some folks need to get ready. You need to prepare your spirit to walk in into 2018 saying, I'm closing the door. On this thing right here. I'm closing the door on this failure. I'm closing the door on this hurt. Some of you need to look back right behind you and say, bye 2017. I'm not coming back. I've got someplace I got to go. I'm going all in with God. A no to one thing is a yes to another. The the second step that you need to take and should be taking is the step of faith. This lifestyle called a relationship with God requires faith. Purpose requires faith. Have you ever seen a a truth or or, or, I'm sorry, what, what is it called again? A trust dare or the trust challenge where somebody falls back and the person behind them catches them? That's the kind of lifestyle that God is, is, is requiring of us, where we wholeheartedly believe him and trust him with all of our lives. Let me ask you this. When was the last time you did something for the first time? Sit on that one. Chew on that one. How you like them apples? Write that one down. When was the last time I did something for the very first time? Step number three, step in season. Every season has significance. You have to stay in sync with God's spirit to get you in the right place at the right time. When we go through things, when life gets tough, the very thing that we want to do is ask God to rescue us. Rather, our prayer should be, God, show me the significance of my season. The quicker you come to an awareness and you become awakened to 
the significance of your season, the quicker you get out. I don't need God to rescue me. I need God to walk with me. And I walk one step at a time. And if I could just look for the step of significance in my season, something powerful happens. Because when you're close to the fire, it hurts and you want to run away. But when you're mature enough, you'll be able to trust God. Stay in sync with the Spirit of God. And you'll be where you need to be at the right time. I've learned that God can take me farther, faster, His way, than for me to to do it all on my own. I can struggle for months. I could struggle for years. And God can take me hours or even days and change things just like that. Stay in sync with the Spirit of God. Last thing, stay the course. Never, ever give up on the course. Never give up on God's word. Never give up on God's spirit. I've got to share this with you really quickly here. I've never shared this in this type of setting. And I'll be really quick, Pastor Dan. But I feel it's important. Many of you know that we went to Hawaii to plant a church and it didn't work out. I never talked about this in this kind of setting. I, I, I failed. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't fail morally, but I failed in the last step, staying the course. And I remember four days before we left, I went to a service. It was going to be my last service and. I went to a place called Word of Life. It was kind of like just a, it's like a CWC there. And I uh, witnessed a man by the name of Pastor Cesar Castellanos, who has one of the largest churches in Colombia. I think like over 10,000, it might be even more. And I'm watching this man preach. And I'm four days away from leaving the island. Four days away from leaving something called the place four days that 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 I had worked for something very hard and I'm there and my faith is low struggling can't even dream anymore and pastor Cesar makes an altar call and he makes an altar call for people that are bound by addiction. I see a young man come up and that young man has tears running down his eyes. And he has his girlfriend, I think, or wife, and and he's pulling her along. Her body is shriveled up like she had been on meth. And for the very first time, It's like a light bulb went on. And God showed me, these are the people from the place that you were supposed to meet. 
It's like God was putting a conviction in my heart. But he wasn't saying, you know what? I don't believe in you anymore. He wasn't saying, you know what? I give up on you. He wasn't saying, I'm done with you. He was just reminding me, the place is still real. The place is bigger than a physical place. It's about a place where you come to the full awareness of who God is in your life. It's real. I know one thing that I never want to have that feeling ever again. I told God that night, I said, God, I never want to know that there were people that were waiting for me that I never met, that I never showed up to the place because I stepped away from the course. Listen, whatever course God puts you on in 2018, stay the course. The heartbreak is not worth it. It's taken me years to be able to recover financially, but even more so emotionally. It's taken me years to be able to I'm being real with you here. It's taken me years to be able to, to, because God was doing something great. And I said, God, I can't handle it. I can't. Just stay the course. Trust me, stay the course. Listen, if there's a marriage that is struggling here right now, stay the course. If your relationship with God is is struggling right now, stay the course. If you're battling with drug addiction, let me tell you something. Get off the course of that course and stick with God's course. Just stay the course. Trust me. Trust me when I tell you, you are looking at somebody that has failed and that failure has taken a toll on me. But you know what? Today I'm dreaming again. I received a prophetic word just a few years ago. And this, year, this, this man of God who I've never even met, he tells me this, you're going to walk into a place. And this is what I'm going to end with, and I'm going to give it to Pastor Dan. He says, you're going to walk into a place, and when you walk into that place, you're just going to laugh. And I'm dreaming about that place. I, I know what's there waiting for me. Listen, I know what's there waiting for you. You're close. You're right there where you need to be. You're in the right place, but there's something else ahead. 2018, would you go, for, go after it? Watch your step. Take the step. Be mindful of the step. Let God grow you. There's a prize for your life. And there's a prize that somebody else receives when you just show up to your next. Amen. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash cwcbayarea.